Well, welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Uh, and if you were watching uh, a Suns podcast about a good basketball team, can I interest you in a baseball podcast about quite possibly a terrible team? <laughs> uh, I am joined here, of course, by my uh, one and only, uh, the, the man in charge of public works around this place, Mr. Electric himself, Sean DeBoz. Of course, that's your Thunderstick and my vice mayor down there. That's Jesse Friedman. Uh, and yes, this uh, these last two games couldn't have gone worse for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Really, at the end of the day, we know that we, or at least we thought, the two guys that the Diamondbacks could count on in the starting rotation was Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. And both of them have back-to-back terrible starts. In fact, every starting pitcher had pretty much uh, a, a terrible outing against the New York Mets. The Diamondbacks just can't seem to figure this team out. Uh, and that very much uh, goes with Kodai Senga as well, because he was absolutely unhittable in this game. I mean, the it makes sense, right? I mean, the Mets, they have Verlander, they have Scherzer, yeah. they're at... Oh, wait, that, that's not that's not the Mets team anymore. That's not the uh, Castro. They yeah. have, uh, yeah, Rafael Ortega, right? They have, <laughs> they have Jose Budo. Um, yeah, the, the D-backs, I mean, they just struggled in all facets in this series. There's no way there's no way getting around that. These last three games that they've lost, none of them have really been all that close, frankly. Uh, and the one game the Diamondbacks did win in this series was very close, right? I mean, it was it was Paul Sewald in a kind of a precarious uh, position in the ninth inning, just yeah. just finding a way to get out of that game with a win. And that's the only game that the Diamondbacks uh, will ultimately win against the Mets this season. This ends the season series. They go one and six against the Mets. I believe they said on the broadcast the D-backs were outscored forty-seven to fifteen. Uh, in these seven games altogether, uh, you know, the Mets had high expectations coming into the year. I don't think they're maybe quite as bad as their record says, but they're still just not a good baseball team, especially after the trades that they made at the trade deadline. And the Diamondbacks have, uh, as you said, Derek, they've had a hard time solving this uh, this Mets team. Um, Carlos is trying to somehow peg this on me. And yeah, like that's the reason why Merrill Kelly was bad today, Carlos. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and uh, go ahead and figure that one out. Explain that one for me. Explain to me how the Diamondbacks are one in six against this New York Mets team this season now. Uh, and also not just this New York Mets team, but against the NL East, they're nine and 17, a division that they just can't seem uh, to to be able to beat honestly they're three and three against the braves which is just the most mind-boggling they've played better that. against the braves than they did yeah. against the mets yeah. by a wide margin yeah, uh, they lost both series to the marlins as well so Correct. yeah i don't know i don't know what it is I mean, about the diamondbacks and the and mets. we're not i mean let's be fair we're not talking about like the al central the nl east has some pretty good teams it's a decent it does, division that's sure. a pretty yeah. solid division. but it's almost like the worst the, the, yeah. the record gets the worst their record gets against yeah. that team but uh merrill kelly just did not do himself any favors today uh he walked the he was pretty good in the first two innings but in the third inning there uh he walked the seven eight nine hitters followed by a two rbi double by brandon nimmo uh again same thing happened when the heart of the lineup came around in the fifth inning but that one stung much more uh gallon or kelly goes uh five innings pitch he gives up six hits seven earned runs four walks struck out seven uh but again his pitch count was at 98 in the fifth inning uh and i mean that's that that's the outing that he had he he held things together at times but he really got himself into you know especially with the walks the the four walks really came back to bite him 
Yeah, they they did. I mean, Merrill Kelly has been known as kind of a control artist, right? Yeah. And that's like that's what he's supposed to be as a pitcher. That's what makes him good. Uh, and this year, he's, he hasn't really been that in a sense. I mean, he came into this game with a 9.3% walk rate, which is actually higher than the league average. And it's by far the highest of Merrill Kelly's career. Uh, he's improved this year in a lot of ways. His strikeout rate is also the highest of his career. But it's also come with this downside of, you know, a few more a few more walks than than would be ideal. And uh, he was great in the first couple innings. The first couple innings, his command was extremely sharp. And then the third inning came around facing the seven, eight, nine hitters. He walks all three of them in a row. Uh, the Mets wound up only scoring two runs in, in that situation. Uh, but yeah, really, from that point on, from the third inning on, Merrill Kelly just didn't really look like himself out yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, you you he's the mainstay for a reason. We I. I feel a little not foolish because i still believe it but it looks a lot worse talking yesterday or earlier this week about wanting merrill to start that last game in a series or whatever and then he started obviously not in the postseason but he started the last game of this series and it didn't go well um at a time when they really needed it to go well um and so the mainstay not being the mainstay is certainly um a little bit of cause for concern especially when you put it in the context of basically nobody pitching well yeah it's devastating to have both gallon and kelly pitch poorly in Mm back-to-back outings especially when they absolutely needed the best out of both of these guys at this point of the season in fact before the series started we found out that they were going to be relying on gallon and kelly for the majority of the starts Uh, those two guys were going to be getting half of the starts for the remainder of the series so i don't know if that pressure may have gotten to them understanding that a lot of it relies on their shoulders Uh, That seems to kind of be the key with this team at times. We discussed it off air, but the the pressure getting to this team really feels like they can't that 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 seems to be something that that really causes them to have like this kind of offensive output where they only get four hits and one run in a game. And I mean, yeah, Kodai Sengai was was good but he was very good he he you know against the like he's I been against the good against this team the entire he's given up one earned run in 14 innings pitched against the diamondbacks like he's With just 22 strikeouts yeah. yeah it just seems like i don't know what it was God. but they were coming up against a guy with a pitch that they call a ghost I just knew this was not going to be very good for the. the <laughs> you said it on bets. I did say it on bets. But you also said the. I said the money, money line was because I wasn't trying to be negative, but I did now. originally have Kodai Senga strikeouts. Yeah. Um, because I had said that yesterday on D-Bats, I think, uh, or on the show, I think. But, um, yeah, man, it's it's like it's in any sport. Obviously, like when you start thinking about it, you don't perform. It's you it, it's like hockey, the old stick, gripping the stick too tight stuff like that like they've said that about like i mean we've heard diamondbacks players specifically say yeah that. exactly if you're if you're thinking at the plate you're already yeah it's it's done it's over for you yeah and obviously there's no way for us to get in their heads and know how, how the pressure is actually affecting them but it it would be a a i guess logical explanation if it was that you know the pressure is getting to them and they are overthinking things a little bit and, and gripping the bat a little bit too tight feeling like every uh, at bat is too important yeah like every moment is too important because at this point there isn't a lot of time left to be frank right exactly that's absolutely the case there's now 14 games left for the remainder of this season games left yeah and i mean of course gallon and kelly are going to have their opportunities to go out there and kind of right this wrong but who knows if then that you know maybe piles up but uh gallon was bad in his outing he went five innings gave up eight hits seven runs six earned walked two struck out four and 
quite possibly sealed his fate on the on the Cy Young Award, which yeah, again, to Carlos is a point. My bad. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't really trying for that, but uh, I definitely didn't want to see Gallon go out there and and end his chances at the Cy Young with an outing like this, or you know, any any of his remaining outings. I, I definitely wanted to see. These guys kind of lead the way. Uh, the two pitchers combined in the series, 10 innings pitched, 14 hits, 14 runs, 13 earned, six walks, 11 strikeouts, which either of these guys could have had on their own normally in one of their starts. Uh, 11.70 ERA and a 2.00 whip. It's not great. It's not great. Who yeah. broke them? Who broke them? <laughs> I, you apparently, yeah. Me, I, I guess, I guess it was. I guess it was you. <laughs> I I ran the numbers on on Zach Gallon the rest of the way. He's got three more starts. If he were to go seven scoreless in all three of those outings, the lowest his er his, his ERA in that situation would go down to three point one six, which is probably just still not low enough in order to actually have a real shot. Blake Snell's um, doing his and yeah, things, that is also a very know. much a a best case scenario yeah, right yeah. i mean even even zach Three, Allen at his nine best, inning complete game even that pieces. would probably be it'd probably be above three it still might not even be low enough oh, but if you end the season with three straight complete game shutouts <laughs> that's you better with the damn side we'll cross that bridge if we get yeah. there uh but in i mean in gallon in in merrill's defense the Diamondbacks scored one run yesterday, and yeah. they scored one run today. Yeah. Yeah. Even if Gallon and Merrill went out there and and were at their best, Diamondbacks might not be winning these games anyway. The offense is, has really struggled. If you compare the Mets' top three hitters, which in my mind is Brandon Nimmo, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, with the D-backs' best three hitters, Corbin Carroll, Christian Walker, Cattell Marte, these numbers are pretty ugly. Brandon Nimmo was 7 for 17 in this series. Two doubles, a triple, two RBIs, a walk, three runs scored. Lindor went 3 for 15. Wasn't quite as good for him, but he still had two RBIs, two walks, a double, three runs scored in the series. Pete Alonso had a homer and two doubles, went 5 for 16. On the D-back side, Corbin Carroll went 1 for 14. Christian Walker went 1 for 14. With that one hit coming in the last... The yeah, Corbin's Corbin one hit. Carroll's one hit coming in, in garbage time, frankly, in, in, in the game, game today. And then and then Cattell Marte, he had a decent series. He went 4 for 15. Uh, a lot of that, I believe, came in, in the first game of this series that the D-backs won. But yeah, those three guys combined in the series went 6 for 43 compared to the Mets' top three hitters going 15 for 48. I mean, that's the difference in, in the series right there. I mean, the, the Mets did get some contributions from the bottom of the lineup, but that top of the lineup for New York, it felt like every single time it turned around, Diamondbacks pitchers just just really, really struggled, and that was the difference in, in the series in my mind. Well, one man had that production on his own, and for that reason, he is our king snake. He was on revenge a revenge tour. tour in New York, and he is none other than Tommy Pham. Well, the man went six for 14. Uh, with a 429 batting average in the series, two RBI, the one home run, and most impressive, uh, which didn't make it on here, but two stolen bases. Uh, and mm. I mean, of oh, course, man, still got wheels. Jesse pointed out he's the oldest player in baseball to reach that 20 uh, stolen base mark. Well, he's yeah. The, I, I'm not sure about that. The stat that I tweeted out is that he was the he's the. It's very random. He became the sixth player since 2010 oh. to steal 20 or more bases at age 35 or higher. <laughs> and the list of players with, that, that have also done that since 2010 was fascinating. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was 
Juan Pierre, Rajai Davis, uh, Ichiro. <laughs> yes. Um, Jimmy like, Rollins was in these there. These are really the kind of guys. Fastest guys in yeah. the league. Let's go, Tommy. Uh, Bobby man. Abreu was the other one. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's an awesome list. <laughs> it's it's an awesome list. That, that is a baseball fan list. It's a list oh, Tommy absolutely. fan absolutely belongs on. <laughs> there you go. It's incredible. So, uh, of course, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live or any of the wonderful shows on this network go live. Uh, big shout out to the Suns crew. Uh, they had the new voice of the Phoenix Suns, John Bloom, on today. So, like, that was Syracuse really cool. University grad, by the way. That's right. Let's go, Just Syracuse. Uh, and uh, honestly, don't miss out on any of the stuff we got going on here. Uh, subscribe, sign up for notifications. Leave us our little attaboys. That's the likes, the thumbs up. We always appreciate those. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, please leave us uh, a review and make sure you subscribe there as well. We always appreciate your feedback. Uh, most importantly, if you want to get over a game like this, a, a good way to do so is with our friends at Wink right here. Mm. It's a seltzer with a wink of THC. Uh, how high will it get you? It'll get you a, just a Ooh, wink. So nice and cold. Just a wink. Oh, yeah, those are nice and cold. Honestly, probably should take one of these because, you know, get some of the medicinal effects for my fucked up back yes and not only for your your for your back but also just for your mental well-being after a yeah, game I need like that this too. after an 11 to 1 loss you need something to take the edge off and of course wink uh, will get you there and it's a balanced uh drink it's light and social and of course the big thing about it zero calories no sugar no alcohol tastes just like your refreshing uh favorite seltzer so make sure to check them out available in two and a half or five milligram can you can find wink right here in arizona uh, look for Arizona at all Sunday Goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensaries in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. To find the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com, and that is W-Y-N-K. Uh, also, right now, if you are already an active BetMGM Sportsbook user, do not miss out on your free bet uh, for week two for the NFL. Go get down on that free bet. Uh, free $10. Uh, throw that around. I, I parlayed mine with tonight's Thursday night football game. I didn't know, so. I didn't know about this. Go. Get down I'm going to keep using them and just parlay every single money line all week. Just just because maybe one time in I'll 17 weeks I'll hit. I'll tell you. you that's my go-to. That's it's, how I operate. Every right. every week you need to place your one you know, I like I like a $1 bet of every single football game. One of the days I'm going to hit it, it and make $1,500 or something like that. It's not going to be nearly that much. It'll be like the, the $150. No, it's not. The it's, odds would be insane. No, the odds are if like you, If you parlay every single game together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I might have to get if you put like, If you put the free $10 bet down, oh you would God. probably win like 100K. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's do that. Let's there shoot you for go. the moon. That's a good way to spend your $10 Could bet. Could you imagine if we just all rode on that with our $10 free bet? And it's like, hey, yeah, we all just doubled our salary for the year. <laughs> More than doubled our salary let's for the go. year. Um, uh, yeah, if you haven't gotten down you on guys. it, uh, place your first bet MGM Sportsbook wager right now through the Bet MGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. All you got to do is place a wager in the amount of $10 at a standard odds price on a qualifying bet. Once you have placed a qualifying bet, you will receive those $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. So sign up for Bet MGM now and use our bonus code of PHNX. Go do it. Have some fun. Place your first Bet MGM Sportsbook wager through that Bet MGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. You will receive that $200 instantly in uh, additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane, who we miss dearly, talk about the disclaimer.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. I miss him so much. I really do. I don't. You don't? No. You're sick of his ass, right? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Made our lives busier. Yeah, I guess so. That's how I can. That's how I feel about. Well, no, that'd be a reason goals. for me to miss him is because he made us busier. Uh, let's take a look at the numbers for this series because guess what? This this isn't pretty. So let's just get it over with fast. Yikes! yikes Twenty-eight yikes, yikes, runs yikes. to ten runs, forty hits to twenty-six hits, two Mets errors to three Diamondbacks errors, a starting pitching ERA. Of ten point eight zero. That's the, the, the higher the better, right? Yeah. No, no. no versus the Mets one point one seven. No, the way ERAs work is you want it preferably to be as low as possible versus batting average, <laughs> uh, which you want it to go in the other direction. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, this is not good. This this last turn this through the rotation. Good. So it was Brandon fought on on Sunday, right? That was six innings, four runs. Uh, which granted, he didn't start the game, but. He's kind of the bulk, the bulk guy in that game. Um, and then after that, you had Zach Davies and Ryan Nelson starting this series, right? Davies was four innings, three runs. Ryan Nelson was four and a third, six runs. And then these last two days with, with Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, right? Gallon gave up uh, seven runs, six earned yesterday over five innings. Merrill today, seven earned over five innings. That's a brutal turn through, through the rotation that the Diamondbacks uh, just went through and Honestly, it, I mean, coming away with one win, like you're kind of glad you at least get one win <laughs> yeah, out of this in, in some ways. Just just a, a, a really, a really brutal stretch here for the rotation. In reality, I think that if we want to look at a silver lining here, if you match this with the Cubs series and you would have said, oh, hey, they split both series and went two and two in both of those four game series, we probably would have taken it and been like, that's not the worst yeah. outcome. So they did go three and one against the Cubs, and now they go one and three against the Mets. So it's essentially the same outcome, but this hurt, and it's very discouraging. That ten point eight zero starting pitching ERA is absolutely disgusting, and we already had enough things to worry about as far as the starting rotation. Uh, we did not need uh, Zach and Merrill to also now make us concerned, right? Um, we also thought that you know adding Jordan Lawler to the lineup was going to bring this team some mm. sort of big offensive boost. We tried to temper expectations a bit, but did a terrible there job at that. Sure. But there was definitely hope. <laughs> I know it's a small sample size. It's only five games, but the man went two for 17 with eight strikeouts. Yeah. the the I mean, for me, the defense is more concerning at times because I, I feel like should not be as big of an adjustment from AAA to, it's, to it's, Major League Baseball. He's, but, he's shown yeah. some really good defense yeah. at times, but then at other times he has made the ball slipping out of his glove. Basic errors, the the miscommunication with Cattell Marte. He had a uh, bad throw to Emmanuel Rivera late in this game. Like, yeah, it, it's, yeah. I mean, and, and it's hard to know how much of it is kind of like we were talking earlier, like the pressure, because there was a hope that like him not having been a part of this playoff race would make it like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm just here to play baseball type of thing. Yeah. I don't really think that's the case. Like it, it obviously could very much be the other way where he, you throw this young kid into the middle of a playoff race where every at bat on top of being his first at bats in major league baseball are also super important for the franchise. Yeah. That's like a tough situation to put a kid in. 
Um, and so I'm not necessarily going to blame him if that is why he struggled a little bit in the series. Even as two for 17 isn't great because both of those hits were infield singles. So it wasn't, you know, anything. Yeah, one of them was a, a beautiful bunt, which which I guess we have to give him, got to give him credit for that. It was it was a nice play. But yeah, yeah I mean, at some point to stay at this level, Jordan Lawler's going to have to impact the baseball. He's going to have to find the gap. He's going to have to, you know, get the ball over the fence. Pretty much everything has been on the infield at this point. Maybe everything. I haven't gone through and, and looked, but. I can't off the top of my head recall even a fly out to to an outfielder at this point. Um, and yeah, it's five games at 17 at bats. You know, you're, you're not ringing the alarm bell or anything about whether Jordan Lawler is a bust or anything like no, that at, at no. this stage. That would be ridiculous. But the Diamondbacks clearly need you know, a certain level of, of production. Uh, they didn't call up Jordan Lawler. Starting shortstop. Yeah, they didn't call up Jordan Lawler to just kind of, you know, see what they have and, you know, get ready for next season. They called up Jordan Lawler because they thought he could help them win games right now. Yeah. yeah. And if he's not doing that, then you have to wonder if the Diamondbacks would consider, you know, pulling back on, on his playing time or, you know, sending him back down. Uh, the main question I have with sending him back down, though, is, OK, who's your backup shortstop then? You need someone else on, on the roster that you're comfortable playing shortstop. And I'm not sure if you want to, you know, put Cattell Marte in that position hmm. or put Jace Peterson in, in that position, even though those guys, I, I think, have some, have some Marte definitely has experience there. I think Jace Peterson does too, but it, it might have been a while. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, I don't. Without Nick Ahmed in the organization, there there isn't necessarily a clear backup plan here. So we'll uh, we'll see what they decide. I mean, obviously, we know that they could go with Perdomo there at third and one of their other options, or at, at shortstop and, and their other options there. But like you said, as far as a backup goes, if they were to send him down, um, which I don't want to see, really. I mean, of course. It's yeah. just it's just this very frustrating thing with this organization. You can't really trust the offensive numbers in any way, shape, or form for Marino because guys just all look like absolute studs there. I mean, <laughs> the guys they've called up that were hitting like three forty or better uh, is 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 countless. I mean, Jake was hitting that well. You got you know Kyle Lewis obviously that's constantly hitting that well, and then you know Jordan was putting up some incredible numbers himself down there. So yeah, it makes sense to give all of these guys a try and to continue giving them opportunities. But it's it's like they come up, they kind of struggle, you know, and then they kind of make a quick decision, especially in the case of like Kyle Lewis, who doesn't seem to get a lot of time sure. to adapt to back to the major league level. So. I I, that, I think that's the reason why I would like to see them like let give him some time, give him some more at bats. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, he's not he's not the main focal point of of the reason why the offense isn't good. No, the main focal no. point is the guys you addressed earlier in Cattell Marte and Corbin Carroll and Christian Walker. Those guys and right. the fact that they are hitting uh, basically pr- producing the same as Tommy Pham did on his own in this series is is what's really. Worry it, that that is really the reason why this team was not able to compete with the Mets in this series. But yeah, you pair that with the Fame starting had pitching. six hits, right? And and those yeah. three guys combined for yeah. six hits. That's uh, you know crazy. the starting pitching obviously did not l- allow them a chance to win these games. But you know the offense didn't come close to keeping them in the, as well. You know, like you said, they could have gone out there and pitched a gem to to run to run masterpiece. And of right. course, maybe that would have impacted the hitters differently uh, mentally because they were sure. closer. You know, but. It just definitely doesn't feel like, you know, that, that even, a, even a good outing would have supported this offense. Um, if I'm reading this right, Jace Peterson has never played more than 10 games 
at third base in the season and has not played any th- or at shortstop um, and has not played any shortstop since 2021 from Milwaukee. Yeah. So that, I mean, if not anything, it's, it's an emergency option. Yeah. So yeah. Blaze Alexander is in AAA and is on the 40 man roster. So that would be an option for them. Uh, I, I looked at Alexander's numbers in September and he has an OPS in Reno around 650 and he's got like seven strikeouts in his last three games. I'm not sure now is really the the best time to pull that trigger. So yeah, I would I would suspect the Diamondbacks will will stick with Lawler and you know it's 17 at bats. You know you have one good game and suddenly the numbers look a lot better. Uh, but yeah, you know it's not just two for 17. It's it's the strikeouts. It's the you know the soft contact. We haven't really seen him drive a ball at, at this point yet. So you know hopefully he's able to he's able to do that. What do we do from here? I don't know. Because we're not in the organization. So, I mean, they're the ones. That <laughs> what do we do from here? We watch baseball. Here's what I'll tell you what you do. You go get yourself some Four Peaks. Mm. It's the we official watch baseball, craft drink beer. beer. Drink beer. Get over it with a beer. Get it over it with a Four Peaks. Uh, your favorite Four Peaks, whether that's a kilt lifter. Uh, it is pumpkin porter season. So, of course, you can get those now. Uh, you also have, of course, like I said, the Joy Bus. It, it makes me happy when I'm happy. And it makes me happy when I'm sad. So, you can get whatever your favorite beer is. But uh, whatever it is, make sure to celebrate or... I guess to uh, get over a loss like this with Four Peaks beers. You can follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub. Uh, you can also visit them at fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all of your favorite brewery tours and events. Steinholding, which is a fun, fun, fun event. If you're, if you got some strength in those arms, go out and check that out. Oktoberfest, of course, that's for everybody. Uh, and Haunted Brewery Tours, where they show you that the ghosts do, in fact, make their beers. Those are all right around the corner. Check out at Four Peaks. The Brewery, ghosts Four are Peaks right Pub. around the corner? Uh, the ghosts are always there. Okay. Uh, but it's weird. It's like oh, basically in October. <laughs> in October, you can you can see them more. It's like yeah. a weird <laughs> just thing. They got peaks. The rest of the time, they're still there brewing the beers, though. Don't don't let them fool you. But uh, Again, check out at Four Peaks Brewery, Four Peaks Pub. to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Also, another great way to get over a loss like this is with our friends at OG's Brands Gummies. OG's. In fact, OG's Brands is good for any occasion. How many but... times were you seeing OG's during this series? Oh, I said oh, <laughs> we, OG's. We said OG's a lot. A lot. And it was always like that, too, oh, because it was just, uh, it was oh, just, geez. this is for oh, the whole geez. team. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, this is for the whole team. Yeah, it's the OG's performance to forget this series for sure. For The, the whole starting pitching staff gets that one. Uh, but if you're stuck on what kind of OGs to get, OGs took the guesswork out of it for you. Make sure to check them out with their brand new uh, fruits and creams mix bags. They are excellent. And it's a fun little game for you to just kind of dig one out and not know what flavor you're going to get and being like, oh, peaches and cream. Uh, the creams are excellent. The fruits are excellent. They have all of those Hall of Fame flavors in one place. And of course, they are available in both a sunny sativa or a mellow indica blend. Uh, depending on the mood that you're in. Uh, I would suggest that after this one, let's all calm down a little bit uh, and, and maybe go with a mellow indica. Uh, it allows you to customize your OG's experience based on your mood or the time of the day or how your favorite sporting team did. So check out our friends at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. You can check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. Must be 21 or over to enjoy and please enjoy responsibly. Uh, and also... A big thank you to all of our diehards for being diehards. If you're not a diehard yet, check it. Check out the membership at gophnx.com. Uh, it honestly pays for itself, and we do try to provide you with the best 
uh, content coverage here in, in the state of Arizona for our local sports team. Jesse does an incredible job with all of his writing, so make sure to check everything that he has to offer out. And, of course, if you do get that membership, you won't miss a thing. You also get all of the wonderful writing from Craig Morgan, uh, Howard Balzer, and all of our writers here. You also get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com, 20% off all future purchases, access to members-only discounts with our partners, uh, access to members-only events, and so much more. So make sure to get yourself a uh, wonderful diehard membership today. Let's take a look ahead because I really am starting to feel a little desperate. <laughs> These series feel more important. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm like, I don't want to start getting back on the like, am I going to declare their season over yet train? <laughs> but uh, you did. So, yeah, wait, we never haven't discussed this. What's the punishment for you? Because you did declare this team dead. If they oh, make the playoffs, I, I did a two time, shots. No, I didn't, no, no, I did not. I never once said I declare the team dead. He literally came down to the final day. I, uh, yeah, I was this. very close, but I he have never actually won. said if they lose tomorrow yep. on this show, uh, and they didn't. They won the next day. I have not. I've been very particular. I've said it's over many times, but I've been over. very particular. He says it's over every single but day. But I've been very Multiple particular. It's Jover, it's but I've Jover. been very particular about saying that they're dead because I have. I, I, they're not. They're not dead yet. In, in fact, I created a tombstone uh, meme, and and I we, <laughs> you we, get to use it. We didn't. We never got to use that. But um, yeah, no, I did declare him dead. I gave him a time of death and everything, and I think that, that still stands. But we'll see what happens, especially in this Chicago Cubs series here at home, because again, their back is against the wall, and this is a, a very important series against a team that they are in this race with, followed up by another two game series with the Giants. So this five game homestand is. Is critical. It's critical. As a matter of fact, looking ahead, they basically need they need to either win this series and sweep the series with the Giants, or at least split it and win some more games down the road against the Astros for them to hit that goal of 85 games. But let's take a look at the Chicago Cubs at a glance because this team still remains good, but because of the Diamondbacks, that last uh, last 10 games well, not looking so good. They're they lost the series to the Rockies. They did lose the series yeah, to the Rockies. Three. So. They're, they're kind of going through some of the same thing the Diamondbacks are, which is they, they're playing very important games, and right now they're not playing very good baseball. This has been the story of all season. Everyone that's in this wild card race is not playing good baseball at the same time, or <laughs> they're again, all playing good baseball. Yeah, they all at lost the same today, time. right? Or they, they at least didn't win because the Giants, Giants game got rained out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, the, I mean, uh, the, it is nice that the Cubs haven't been playing well and that it kind of feels like we did that to them. Um, but. This is still the Cubs. Like, that's still Cody Bellinger there. Uh, the they're line, uh, they're on a different level. Yeah, too. especially with like, how our pitching staff has been performing recently, their offense still very much scares me. Starting pitching ERA for the Cubs is 4.09. Relief pitching ERA is 3.97. Uh, OPS for the team offense is 7.48, and they have 39 defensive runs saved. Much different than the like minus 25 the Mets came into the series <laughs> yeah. with against the Diamondbacks. So. The Cubs don't really have any any clear weaknesses on their team. They their starting pitching ERA is ninth in baseball. Their reliever ERA is 15th. Their team OPS is 12th. And defensive runs saved at 39, they're fourth. I think they're just ahead of the Diamondbacks, at least entering today. So, yeah, they don't have any any glaring weaknesses. And, uh, you know, they haven't played all that well recently, obviously, given the Diamondbacks taking three out of four and then the Cubs losing two out of three in Colorado after that. But, I mean, they're plus 93. Like, they're... They're a better baseball team than, you know, the Marlins and, and the Diamondbacks and uh, the Reds and the Giants. These four teams vying for that third spot. It, it feels to me that the Cubs are 
just better in pretty much every way almost. Um, but yeah, this is an enormous three-game series, and the pitching matchups don't really bode well for the Diamondbacks, as as we've discussed. Uh, if we take a look at those, uh, you'll see that yeah, it's not it's it's not yeah, super man. Great. <laughs> oh, buddy, uh, Justin Steele. Uh, at least we got our aces. Yeah, Justin Steele against Brandon Fott on on Friday. Kyle Hendricks and Zach Davies Saturday, and yeah. then Jordan Wicks and Ryan Nelson on Home Sunday. Ryan Nelson, just the way you guys draw it up, right? Yeah, I mean this is, and I mean even if they were if they were throwing out not great pitchers, there's been very little about this team over the last few days that would suggest to me that they were going to uh, get to those pitchers anyways. So now we have good pitchers that they're going up against, and that's not encouraging at all. And then you look at the pitchers that we're going up against, and or that we are sending out there, and that's even less encouraging. I mean, who knows? Because it, like the story with all of our pitchers is not that they have been bad all year; it's that they have been really good at times and then really bad at other times. Unpredictable. So who inconsistent? Like That's there's exactly. we come there's a chance that we come into the, where we we are out of this matchup and we've been we've we've. I, I would, regardless of how many games they've won, have had three straight pitcher duels because all of a sudden Zach Davies is. is Good Zach Davies is Zach Davies, Zach Davies no got right after the injury. Yeah, Watch. so like, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know. The thing that's more concerning to me is obviously the pitchers that they're throwing out. The and yeah, what a, what the Diamondbacks' offense has looked like recently. Yeah. That is, yeah, uh, Justin Steele is not exactly a get right game for an offense, no. right? But that's that's who the defense are no. getting on Friday, and they could not pick up Kyle Hendricks' changeup uh, in Chicago, and that's who they're getting on. Saturday. And you got to wonder what kind of pressure is on these starters at this point. Knowing, especially when, uh, considering our offense and the pitches that they're, they're throwing out there, is like eh, if you give up more than two runs, you're probably losing the game. It kind of has that vibe at this point. So, um, like, not just, two runs. I mean, a little dramatic, obviously. But, but like, no, but I mean, you're right, though. I mean, it does really feel like that. It feels like the Diamondbacks. I mean, even in this game, uh, I, I feel like we were being a dramatic, and I feel like we were kind of in a dark place after the last two games. But when Merrill Kelly struggled there in the third inning. It felt like it was over then, and guess what? It kind of was. I mean, he could have gotten things back on track again and maybe only given up one more run in his outing, and that still at this point would have been too much for the Diamondbacks' offense in this game. Uh, I think going back on the comments there, Jacob, a little bit, uh, I think Carlos might actually be working in this office with us because I'm fairly sure we said something exactly like this. (laughs) He said, knowing this team, we're going to win the series against the Cubs. Say we're back only to lose to the White Sox and have a say it's over again. The only thing you got wrong there is that we say it's Jover around yeah. here. Apparently, <laughs> the worst I don't part. Really know what that means, but I'm still saying it with these guys. So the worst um, part of that situation too would be that basically everyone not named the Colorado Rockies in all city would have something over us at that point because we would have lost to the White Sox, the Cubs, and the Phillies would be in the playoffs. No, I don't, um, I don't and then you know, I don't want then there's the at least we're not the Rockies. At least if it gets bad, you can always say at least we're not the Rockies. Can we put that on a shirt? Yeah. At least we're not the Rockies. Yeah. That's have the up. Rockies fan make a shirt that says at least we're not the Rockies. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 Probably a good, that's probably a good move. Um, well, of course, we'll see what happens with this team. We'll see uh, if their future gets any brighter. Of course, if your future is uh, looking bright, <laughs> make sure to grab yourself some Shady Ray sunglasses. Uh, gear built to last independent sunglass company uh look if you live in the valley and you don't have sunglasses i i don't know what to tell you you need a pair of sunglasses that should be that should be part of a welcoming package that people receive when they come here what's the point of not having them because they have prescription sunglasses available so like if you don't have a sunglass you're just gonna 
be blonde. Like I don't. I just yeah, don't. Like, why e- would you not? E- even if you're worried that shady rays make you look too cool, you can get like an insane <laughs> pair that makes you I look did, wild. I was, I was that's the, well, that's that. the other thing. Jokes is like. <laughs> Scientifically speaking, wearing sunglasses makes you hotter. It's true. That's just a, a scientific true. fact. People are more attractive when they have sunglasses. He's on. not talking about thermally. He's meaning attractiveness. Well, attractiveness the levels yes. of attractiveness increase. Uh, also, if you should lose your shady rays, you shouldn't have to worry about being less attractive because they have a lost and broken replacement plan, and they will get you a brand new pair, no questions asked, no judgment, uh, and they won't tell you that you're ugly without your sunglasses. They would never do that, but they <laughs> will, will send you a brand new. He will, uh, but they will send you a brand new pair of sunglasses. Also, uh, you can shop their entire collection at their location here in town at Kierlin Commons. And if you do not love your Shady Rays, either from Kierlin Commons or from their website at ShadyRays.com, you can return them for free or get a new pair within 30, day or 30 days. There's no risk when you shop exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated by uh, five stars by over 250,000 people. Saul's in here causing trouble. Like he just comes into our room. It's just looking for just looking for trouble. It is. It is really funny because I feel like this. It doesn't matter what show it is. If you walk into a room during a show because it happens with coyotes all the people time. People will point Pete's it out. He's like, yeah. Oh, the boss is here. The boss is here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not silently letting you he's just, just, he just walk into the, the room. room. It's not that, I don't really know why it's Get a big deal. I wanted to bring up. I know you have another ad read, but like Lonnie in the chat, are we sitting here? We're complaining about MLB rules like in September. There was an hour and oh. 50 minute baseball game today. What's that? Uh, an on. hour and 50 that's minute so baseball that's game. That's hot. That's good, Lonnie. Come on. We're in September. The we time for complaining was to do six months lives. ago. The only person here that would agree with that is Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Derek hates. just wants the game over. No, he, he I doesn't just, like it. Look, he doesn't like it. I want the action. See, he hates his see, job. He persecutes me with the whole he doesn't like baseball. <laughs> you know what I also don't like? Three hour fucking movies. I don't like three hour movies either. Unless it's Oppenheimer. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. That's why I'm not in. Or, or, or Les Mis. I will re- not watch that second Avatar movie. Yeah, I, I will never. I will that. never watch. Come on, no bullshit. They told me it's just like the first one. I will I'm not gonna waste never watch of my life that doing Avatar that. movie again. Oh my god, I will never watch that Avatar movie again. But you know, what I will do. Uh, I do. I have started going to movies again, which is something as a father I didn't do for about ten years there because uh, I did not. Well, of course, unless it was it. an animated movie or something of that that I was taking my daughter to. But regardless, whether whether I'm going now with or without her, the one thing I will do. I will stop by Circle K and stuff candy into my pocket. I was going to say, unapologetic cargo shorts. Those people at the theater do not care that I come in with 10 pounds of candy. They respect the game. They They respect respect the hustle. I just wish there was a more. We got to figure out a way to sneak polar pops in. Yes. That's not as easy. Yeah, no. The drinks and the, the, the popcorn. How can I get popcorn in there? Just from take Circle them in K? your pocket. No, you're right. A polar well, pop? pop? No, here's Does that. sell polar pop? Circle yes. K does have some amazing popcorn. They have the uh, cheddar yes, caramel blend, and it's a little sealed bag. Just slide that right in. The problem that we got here is that, like, back home, it's always hoodie weather. Yeah. So like, like you get suspicious. Now it's like you got a hoodie on, and it's like it's 103 degrees outside. What are you doing there? Yeah. Give it a couple months. Give it a couple months, though. Yeah, you can... You know, either way, stop by Circle K. Get your snacks is huge. There. It's you're going to save money and get the Circle K branded snacks. They're better than they the are other better. ones. I, the candy is damn sure better. It is. It is. And also, you can get down on the Inner Circle membership program, which gives you all sorts of discounts on all sorts of wonderful things. But right out of the gate, it's a free membership program that will save you 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, which I got yesterday. I'm approaching fill up time, and he I'm was, actually a little excited. He was so right. It was I'm so a little excited to see all that 25 cents drop off. 25 cents drop off. I'm a little excited about it. Yeah. 
Uh, so make sure to get down on that. You also get buy five, get the six one free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, and those ice cold fountain drinks that he's going to sneak into the movies. So uh, join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. I think a crossbody bag is probably the best way to try and sneak yeah. in a polar yeah. pop. That's right. That's a oof. That's, John, that John a has a lot of experience trying to <laughs> sneak stuff in the movie theaters. Uh, before <laughs> we get out of here, should we look at the wild card standings really fast? Because I know we didn't do that, but uh, well, let's take a look anyway. You know what? Things aren't that bad. They That's could be worse. Story of the year. They could be worse, right? Look at us. We're all losers together. And I mean, I mean, really, spiritually, that's a three-way tie for the, that last spot. But technically, the Giants have Yeah, it's yeah, basically well, a three-way tie. The, the, the Diamondbacks have two games nice. against the Giants left. So, I yeah. mean, that's meaningless right now at this point as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> they have to sweep, Burger. correct? They, they have, have to, to sweep the Giants they to have the season to. It would be nice. I'm not even yeah. joking when I say looking at the schedule ahead, I kind of gave them some passes. I gave them some series losses. Uh, but for the most part, they almost have to win every series down the stretch to hit that goal of of the uh, of, of winning the, the 30, 85 games, 85 games. They need nine more wins. Yeah, yeah, that would be tough at this point. I mean, you'd have to go you'd have to go nine and five in order yeah. to get to 85 wins. Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how many how many wins is it going to take to get that third spot? Yeah, that's like the million dollar question. And, and I keep going back and forth. I used to think <laughs> yeah. it was 90. But it's no, it definitely not going to be that. It's not gonna be all these be teams win out the rest of the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, all these teams are either three or four games over 500 right now. So maybe, maybe 83, maybe 84. D-backs obviously, you know, lose a lot of tiebreakers here, so they might they'll probably have to be one game up on yeah. on all these other teams at least. So last day of the season, man. Yeah, it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna come down to the wire. Coming, it's fun, man. It is. This is all we asked for. It's fun. Meaningful we did games. ask for. We want meaningful, meaningful games baseball September. in September. Yeah, right. uh, it's it's a we, fun time to be alive. We could be like a lot of these eliminated teams, like the White Sox, the that Rockies. have nothing to play for at this point, like the Rockies, like two of the teams. But the Rockies getting their job done nonetheless. They did. They helped us out. So shout out to the Rockies. Uh, but in the meantime, we thank you guys. Shout out to you guys for being here and for watching uh, this show. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Sean is at Sean underscore to pause. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, Jacob over there is at Jacob underscore Franklin four. I uh, got it. Uh, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Who said Damon can take a day off? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't sign off. Yeah, on we that. forgot to acknowledge Faj even being here, and that he's just <laughs> awesome. And that um, I, I Damon. being a benevolent overlord, allowed him to have well, the day off. Guess what? We're not Damon's dogs today, except for Sean. Sean we're, doesn't get any days we're, off. We're Jacob's dogs. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, how dare you do that to Damon? I really did. I really did that. You're all replaceable to me. Damon would accept it. Oh man! But anyway, all right. Well, we thank you guys again for being here, except for Damon because he's not here. You <laughs> rat bastard! But not even uh, in the comments. We, yeah, not even in the comments. He didn't even watch the show. He just this took guy. a full on day off. Yeah, it's uh, that's, this that's fucking guy. But anyway, disrespectful. There, Personal boundaries. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you guys again for being here. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly actually dominate.